daily millionaire news. And you got to start with uh, the big headline. Uh, Morgan Stanley, or J.P. Morgan, blew it out. Right? They had uh, record earnings. Uh, they did had another $10 billion revenue quarter. Uh, they made, uh, what was it, $2.24 billion. Earnings per share was $1.30 on an expectation of $0.99. Cents. No matter how you slice it, that's a 30% beat. And, you know, I am starting to ask myself, what's inside these banking stock numbers? We had four of the big six blow it out. The two that missed, Wells Fargo and Goldman, were really legal issues. Uh, that they were, you know, took huge reserves for. So it feels like to me that the, I don't know, the uh, the capitalistic juices are starting to flow, getting a little frothy. Uh, it certainly seems like lending is up. Uh, I'm wondering, given a lot of the kind of fixed rate debt that uh, was highlighted in other earnings report is a sign that, you know, the lending market is is starting to percolate. Uh, you know, starting to get close to the boiling point. And I say this as someone who experienced it last time, so maybe I'm being too sensitive to kind of that feeling. But, you know, it certainly doesn't feel like 07, but it feels like it feels like 04, 05. So we still have some room room to run before it gets really nutty. But it's it's got my attention. So we are certainly going to be paying attention to that. Uh, next up, I don't know if you saw this, uh, but the largest hedge fund uh, came out recently, uh, as in yesterday, and said that they could see gold, right, the physical asset of gold, going to 2,000 an ounce. Uh, today it's trading at roughly 1550. So that's a 30% jump. And, you know, I've said in the past, um, you know, I've occasionally owned a few ounces of the stuff. Um, don't ask me why, but it was one of those things I had to own when I was 21 or 22. I had to have a little gold coin. I don't know why. I don't know. But I did. Uh, but again, gold doesn't produce income. It doesn't produce cash flow. Um, it has theft risk and, and all these other things. But it's interesting. They did call out in their article that they they see the world getting more complex they see boiling conflict was the word that they used uh, in various hot spots. So, again, what you know, gold sees a run when people are scared, right? So, just look back to last week when the the events in Iran were happening over kind of a forty-eight to sixty-hour, you know, two two and a half days where we didn't know, gold exploded, right? I think it got over sixteen hundred an ounce. And then as soon as it was a non-thing, it fell down. So you got to be very careful uh, with something like that. So again, I did think it was interesting. I haven't seen anybody call 2,000 an ounce in a long time. So it's interesting. Uh, one more thing about Morgan, Morgan Stanley, looking at my notes that I failed to mention uh, that was interesting to me was they called out their smallest division. It's called investment management. I don't know what's in that. But it was their smallest division, and it was responsible for most of their growth. So I wonder what's inside investment management. So I'm guessing it's fixed rate. I'm guessing it's kind of that same. I'm guessing it's the same story as the other four banks that beat. But again, they're, they're, they're being coy with it. So that's what I'm looking at. 
just saw an article today, uh, you know, Tesla over 500 a share. We've talked about it a couple of times. I'm not a stock guy. Don't talk about it. It's too much momentum. Most valuable car company ever. But uh, I did see that short sellers uh, have taken an $8 billion loss. Now, I shouldn't say taken. I, it didn't say taken, but I, I'm guessing they're on the hook for $8 billion because they could, in theory, still be holding on, hoping for that pop of the bubble. But that's a that's the risk of short selling right there. The stocks could keep going up and up. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to know an example of, of pain a short seller feels, look at the chart of Tesla because you're betting it's going down and it's gone up. So pretty interesting. Uh, haven't talked about WeWork in a while. I, I actually thought it was kind of I wasn't. I see that company rebranding itself at some point. Uh, but it's interesting. They only signed four new leases in Q4. That doesn't seem like a lot. <laughs> you know, uh, I guess two in New York, one in Philly, one in San Francisco. Uh, I think two were new leases and two were expansions. But it's interesting. And, and basically, I think the point of the article, which wasn't really about WeWork, but it was about the flexible business environment or office space. It seems like the flexible office space is already shifting, right? Maybe a space that WeWork pioneered and has now focused, given its smaller size, on big corporations. It seems like the market is moving towards the smaller players, right? It's less, less square footage, more flexibility. So, you know, it's it's an ever-changing environment. And again, as Sam Zell said about WeWork six months ago, it's a business model that's been tried for 50 some odd years and everybody goes bankrupt. Sam Zell uh, nailed it again. If you don't know who he is, I, I suggest looking him up. Be, be, be ready for some colorful language he doesn't hold back. Uh, but he was called the Grave Dancer was an, uh, a name, name nickname that he was given uh, for dancing over the graves of other assets and picking up the, the rubble. So uh, somebody should look at Sam Zell, uh, Z-E-L-L, I think. I'm pretty sure. Uh, another thing I saw is retail getting hit again. Uh, Bose, right, the uh, the speaker um, audio company. Uh, they're closing over 100 stores as, shockingly, more people are buying stuff online. Go figure. Uh, but again, uh, they also sell stuff through Bed and Bath and some other players. So um, it's interesting to see uh, Bose closing stores. We actually have one, um, I don't know, five or six miles from where I am. I never see anybody in there, although I did go in there once and buy my headphones. But yeah, people are buying stuff online. Next up, the trade agreement. Uh, I finally pulled together the list of what $200 billion buys you. I don't know if you're interested, but the phase one trade agreement has been said for a long time that China agreed to buy $200 billion worth of our stuff. Uh, I've now learned that $200 billion is over two years, uh, which you know I missed in earlier statements or it wasn't there. Uh, but here we go. It's over one, two, three, four, four different categories. Uh, manufactured goods, they're going to buy roughly $33 billion this year in four, let's call it 45 next year. Agricultural goods, uh, 12.5 this year and 19.5 next year. I got to tell you, I thought that'd be bigger. But again, ag, I guess, is relatively cheap on a per-unit basis, so maybe that makes sense. But I got to tell you, I thought that'd be bigger. Uh, energy goods, 18.5 this year, 33, almost 34 next year. And then services, kind of the big catch-all, roughly 13 this year and 25 next year. So again, what does $200 billion buy you? Buys you a lot of stuff. Uh, so that will be interesting. 
Um, next up, and finally, we got the home builders. Uh, they have, it's interesting, right? Home builders were at a record optimism uh, just last month. And they go down from 76 to 75. And they're like, oh my God, it's slipping and all these things. Uh, but let's just be clear. High demand, low mortgage rates, low supply. It's very, very profitable to be a home builder. right? The only thing they need to really worry about is their their portfolio mix, right? Are they building the right kinds of homes? It's still possible to go broke as a home builder if you're building the wrong things. But in an environment with high demand, low fixed rate debt, good job pictures, and low supply, a home builder couldn't wish for a better environment. So it is, like I've said before, like Tom Ferry said, 2020 is going to be bananas. It's going to be a good year. Uh, any slippage in the employment picture, I think it's absorbed by construction. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be a good year for housing. So in the end, for this Daily Millionaire News, we got Morgan Stanley uh, beating and raising. Uh, I am, you know, my spidey senses are picking up, what trying to figure out what's going on in the banking environment, giving the four of the six called out kind of fixed rate income as the reason they're, um, you know, they're growing or they exceeded profits. And to me, that's kind of code for, are they packaging up mortgages again and things of that nature? Um, the fact that J.P. Morgan called out their smallest division, investment management, has me scratching my head. Tesla, uh, if you've been a short of Tesla, it's been very painful. Uh, this article talked about an $8 billion loss you know, already. WeWork, can't seem to catch a break uh, at uh, only four new leases last quarter uh, as the uh, flexible office uh, market is shifting. China and the U.S. trade deal, $200 billion. I was surprised it wasn't more of a show, but I guess that's because people are going to be disappointed. I don't know. Uh, and then lastly, it's a great time to be a home builder. So that's the daily news. Uh, I have a couple of interviews set up for today, and we will get those posted. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.